It was the best of times. It was the blast of times. We did a murder, and that's a crime. I'm not like the other girls. Shannon, are we standing Regina George? We're standing Regina George. <laughs> I feel like my brain's not operating as it should be right now because I just very rapidly ate a lot of fudge. So much fudge. And I'm on drink three. Yeah, I'm on drink two, but I just basically shot that fudge into my brain. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we, we did something recently. Prior to the lockdown of the UK, we decided to support local business, aka... <laughs> the fudge kitchen. The fudge kitchen. <laughs> and we... Very responsibly ordered online £31 worth of fudge. That's the currency pounds, £31 that we spent on fudge. Why 31 Because 30 was the uh, delivery cutoff. <laughs> so we got £31 worth of fudge and drinking fudge. It's quite a lot. It's a significant amount of fudge. We've made a dent, but... <laughs> but barely. But barely. And we've been at it for several days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, riding the high of the, the Belgian sugar chocolate swirl. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, the Belgian chocolate swirl. Something like that. I think it was really just pure sugar. Pure adrenaline. Yeah. Which is good, because we might need it to talk about these two films. <laughs> uh, so we've swung back to teen movies this week. Yep. Um, and we're going to be talking about... Uh, the movie Heathers, and the movie Mean Girls. It's another double danger, double dip and dare. Extra dangerous this time. Extra dangerous because we're not doing the same movie twice. Exactly. There's no obvious link, aside from the fact that it's the same movie premise. (laughs) And that's it. Uh, Um, On the outset, it seems to be very similar. We've got three mean girls and one corrupted non-mean girl turned mm. mean girl mm-hmm. as a heroine yep. in both of the movies. You might recognise Heather's, and also Mean Girls actually, they're both musicals as Broadway musicals. Yep. Um, I've seen the Heather's musical live um, before I saw the movie. This was my first time seeing the movie, but I had seen the musical um, back when I was living in Halifax with my friend Aria, and it was excellent. I had a very good time. I have not seen Mean Girls. It, the soundtrack for Mean Girls is fun. It doesn't seem to be, you know, the best thing ever. But it's fun. Mm. I'd recommend giving it a listen. Um, similar vibes to the songs in Heather's. And interestingly, the same, one of the same main cast members in both of them. Oh. You knew this. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm learning it again right now for the first time. Uh, Veronica in Heather's musical is Janice in Mean Girls musical. That seems correct. And she's 40 years old. No, she's not. <laughs> I think she is. But she's uh, she's not a high schooler. Mm-hmm. So, I know. None of these actors are high schoolers in the movies either. So, me, or not Mean Girls, Heather's came out in 1988. Mm. And the trend of casting almost 30-year-olds as high school students was clearly already in full swing at that time. Oh, yes. I think more obviously than in Mean Girls, although they're kind of old in Mean Girls, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we noticed this for the first time in Greece. Yeah. High School Musical, they all seem fairly young. Like, I kind of buy that they'd be, like, older high schoolers for the most part. Yeah, they're all about the right age in mm-hmm. High School Musical. Not at all in Heather's. <clears throat> nope. Heather's stars Winona Ryder, who I'm a big fan of, um, so I was hoping for really good things. I, I liked her in Beetlejuice. I liked... I don't like the movie Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. also a new Broadway musical. I don't know how I Is feel about nothing that. nothing sacred? I don't like the movie, but I like Winona Ryder in it. And potential candidate for a future episode. Yeah. 
Can I also suggest this just before I, the idea falls out of my brain? Because mm. Dobless in the Broadway musical. Perfect. You'd have to open with a song about Pennywise. Yep. And We'd have to open with a song about clinking glasses. It'd be like a tavern pub song with all the clinking glasses because we'd do that, but we Pennywise would be there. Yeah. And then... He's the protagonist. <laughs> He's <laughs> the narrator. Narrated by Pennywise, and then you flow right into Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats, wow, and Andrew okay. Lloyd Webber sues us. <laughs> yeah, but it's all in the musical. That's yeah. a plot point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about us trying to... It's a bit like the producers. We're trying to make a really uh, blurst musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but things happen along the way to... Or are we trying to make a curse musical and things try and make it blessed or vice versa? I think we'd have to be trying to make a blessed musical and then Pennywise the narrator adds cursed elements as it goes along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we experience a full spectrum of um, blessed through to cursed. Yeah. We start with a Jumanji. Yep. We yep. sort of teeter around... Anastasia territory, mm-hmm. and we he- head dive straight into never-ending story territory. Yep, and round it all off with a cat in the hat. Now here's my question: In this musical, are we are we allowed to take Pennywise, the character from the It franchise? Are we allowed him? Yes, but you have to fist fight Stephen King, and I think I could take him. Okay. Yeah, so as long as we beat... That's how copyrights Stephen works, isn't King it? You have to battle the person who owns the thing. Yeah, you have to beat them in single combat, and then you get to use their characters. Gotcha. That's how every Batman movie gets made. And, 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 and are we getting the Pennywise from the most recent movie? That guy? Are we getting him? Um, yes? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I don't know his Skarsgård. He's a Skarsgård, and I don't know which one. <laughs> There's a lot of them that are actors. Bill Skarsgård? Is that right? It's one of the Scars Gods. Mm-hmm. This could be a good musical. The Cursed or Blast version of Producers yeah. featuring Pennywise. Maybe also featuring Batman and James Bond. Yeah. As like our respective romantic partners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorted. Absolutely. Um, so, so what are you saying about Winona Ryder? Um, I was saying that I like I like Winona Ryder. I liked her in Beetlejuice. I liked her in Stranger Things more recently. I think mm-hmm. she was really good. Um, I was really hoping for good things from her in this movie, and I do. They're doing Stranger Things, a Broadway musical. I don't know enough about Broadway to know if you're kidding or not. <laughs> oh no, I'm a hundred percent correct about this. I don't think you are. I don't trust you. You're giving me a look that tells me you're lying to me. We need to have trust in this friendship because we're on lockdown in this flat for however long. <laughs> however long it's necessary. Anyone who's listening to this, please send help. Okay, they're not doing a Stranger Things Broadway musical yet. But I think they would. Mark my words. I could play the Demigorgon. I don't know what one of those is. It's the big monster. Okay. And... That's right in my my range. Great. Big scary monster. Can I be something in uh, Stranger Things? Yeah, you could be the string of Christmas lights that Winona Ryder strings up. I always wanted to be a string (laughs) of Christmas lights. Yes. Yes. Um... And I have been background things in musicals before. I was the front end of a horse once. I was a tree once. Oh, there we go. Um, I got to... Shake Snow White, mm. grab her, yeah, um, and uh, and pelt her with apples, and then that, uh, later in that same music, uh, not it wasn't a musical, it was just a play. I was a rabbit, but I had to do a quick change, so I had to wear the rabbit costume underneath the tree costume for the first act, and I was just baking under oh. the lights. <laughs> I, think I sweated off a couple pounds during that whole run. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you could put on a big demogorgon costume. Yeah. I don't know what they look like. I'm imagining it looks like a gorgon. It it's like a, a like a praying mantis, but with a big like imagine you know those flowers that smell like rotting flesh when yes. they open up, like one of those, but it opens up and it's full of teeth. Oh, so you don't need a costume then? No, it's just what I look like normally. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I just have to make sure I brush my teeth and get rid of all the, like, bits of small rodent that are caught yeah, in there. Yeah, 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 as per usual. Mm-hmm. 
So Winona Ryder is in Stranger Things. What are you saying? She's also in Heather's, the movie we're meant to be talking about. I think it's telling <laughs> that we're not talking about Heather's. We've avoided it. Heather's is a cult classic. And Why? For the... if, if, if this is a cult classic of your favorite if it's one of your favorite cult classics explain to me why (laughs) what about this movie is enjoyable it's i think we were maybe only two or three minutes in when i said i feel like i've died yes this never have i astral projected so much during a movie that we've watched for this podcast (laughs) than during heather's the movie yeah i was out for most of it (laughs) i'd seen it before and it was still a lot of it was a shock to me, but not so much of a shock that I was engaged. I knew the whole plot, because the plot of the musical is the same. But I was super engaged with the musical. Yeah. So, this, like, the story is very weird, but I don't think the story itself is, is not engaging. Right. Should we go through the story quickly and then talk about the finer elements of this? Yes. Yes. So, as we, we mentioned earlier... Three mean girls, all named Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to my friend Heather <laughs> Summers. Hello. Hi, Heather. She's, Heather Summers is not mean. She's a great and cool girl. Yeah, she's excellent. We love Heather. Friend of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then the three three girls have befriended another girl called Veronica, who's our protagonist, um, and are enticing her to do petty high school evil. Through forgery? Forgery. Veronica's yeah, a skilled skill. forger of handwriting. Um, so she's, like, sending notes to people um, f- with the handwriting of, like, the captain of the football team. To yeah. Be, like, like, confessions of love, that sort of thing. It's all very scummy. Mm-hmm. This is how we're introduced to our protagonist. Um, and... Through the course of the beginning, uh, Veronica meets a guy called Jason Dean, who goes by JD, played by Christian Slater. Greasy fucker in the trench coat. Yeah, he's awful. Um, One in every high school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's... In the first scene we see him, he flirts a bit with Veronica and then threatens a man with a gun. Yeah. Uh, a football player. Yes, he, in the school canteen. And he threatens him with a real gun. It's not loaded, or no, it's loaded with blanks. Mm-hmm. Because he fires it, uh, but he doesn't get end up getting uh, expelled or suspended. And Veronica thinks this is quite hot because Veronica is not so smart. Um, <laughs> I think you've learned you're wrong. The thing is about Veronica is that she's very smart and she's not like the other girls. Because she wears a monocle and she writes her diary and knows about classical references, which she'll sometimes say when mm. writing her diary. Well, that makes her very clever. Very, very clever. And she's only hanging out with the mean girls, ironically, sort of, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, what happens after that? Uh, she goes, she goes to a party with Heather Chandler. The main Heather. The the one who wears red. The red one. The red scrunchy one. And she... (laughs) The the Heathers are color-coded. They, one is red, one is yellow, and one is green, and Veronica wears blue. Yes. Almost exclusively. On Wednesdays we wear only those colors. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Veronica tags along to this party and has a rough time, gets drunk, gets hit on by a guy, decides to leave, and then embarrasses Heather Chandler and has a fight with her and then is sick on her, and Heather Chandler's like, I'm gonna kill you, and Veronica's like, lick it up, baby, lick it up, and we're meant to be like, go Veronica, but I'm just sick of both of them at this stage. yeah. So, Veronica knows that she is going to be, like, crucified at school the next day. So, she goes to meet JD. Mm, she goes home and JD climbs into That's her window. That's right. And they make out on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Which is so romantic. It might even be her own back garden because she's loaded. Yeah. I, I think it's there's, like, a fountain in her back garden. Yeah. yeah. Like, the thing that she does in her back garden is to play croquet. Yep. 
I'm not like the other girls. I'm a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, they go to Heather Chandler's house Mm -hmm. the next morning to make it up to her. And JD is joking that she should kill her by... They're going to make her a drink to wake her up and cure her hangover. And what liquid does JD pour in a... Is it horse tranquilizer? It's Drano. It's Drano, yeah. Yeah. Um, And Veronica's like, no, silly, we've got to make her uh, some other drink that won't kill her. Yeah, (laughs) Veronica wants to make her something that'll make her throw up. Because Veronica's embarrassed that she threw up the previous night. Right. So she wants to, like, mix milk and orange juice or some shit like that. And they spit in it, too. Yeah. Um, But then JD switches the cups around. Mm. And, uh uh-oh, they give her the poison drink. Mm -hmm. And she dies. Yep. A murder has been done, and that's a crime. We did a murder, and that's a crime. The only good line from this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Over, like, over Heather's dead body, JD just just stands there and goes, Okay, we did a murder, and that's a crime. (laughs) And we both tuned back in, and then immediately tuned out again. Yep. Uh, They're both so casual about this. Really, I mean, Veronica's freaking out a little bit, but like, she still has her head screwed on, which is not what I would have if I just murdered my friend. Enough to forge a suicide note. Yes. Which she does. Yes. This become this somehow gets published to the whole school, mm-hmm. and the school launches like a campaign against teen suicide and to love yourself mm-hmm. because the. The forged letter was so... Ins- um, and then some other s- things happen, I think. Then, um, two football players circulate a rumor that they had a three-way with Veronica. She gets mad at them. JD decides he's going to help Veronica get back at them. So they lure them out to the woods and shoot them. So JD has told Veronica that the guns are loaded with, like, tranquilizer bullets basically he makes up a name for them and it's it's very obviously bullshit yeah and they they kill both of them and also forge suicide notes for them mm-hmm. um and then after that Ver- again very little remorse yeah from anyone really but uh veronica starts to think something is weird at about this point she's like maybe my boyfriend Likes to kill. Yeah. Maybe my <laughs> boyfriend, who's murdered three people in front of me, is not the most stand-up guy. Yeah. Uh, and she she tries to break up with him, sort of successfully. Yeah. Uh, but then... Mainly because he shoots the radio, and she's like, that's too violent. Yeah. Even that's though- too violent, Veronica? <laughs> that's too violent? After the triple homicide... We're, we're mad about damage to radios. <laughs> um, she leaves him and then she she thinks he might be, he might try to kill her. So she fakes her own death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she knows he's up to something, which ter- it turns out he's trying to blow up the school. And she finds him and foils his plot and he ends up blowing himself up, but nobody else. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yep. But why did it have to last five days? <laughs> why do we spend five days watching this movie without rest? <laughs> why were there no songs? <laughs> the the songs really make the surrealness of the story work, I yeah. think. Like, it, it's really intense and over the top, and it's got some... The lines that carry, there's like bits of dialogue that carry over into the musical and they're all the really memorable lines like, um, Dear Diary, My Teenage Bullshit Now Has a Body Count. Mm-hmm. Like that's in the musical, but that's like the opening of a song. Like it, it's better. It, yes. Not to be unintellectual, but I like it with the drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, why, this is not an intellectual movie anyway. It's 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 bad. I'm going to say it. Listen, the vibes of this movie are off. 
Yeah. Do not spend your quarantine watching Heather's the movie. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't even do it if you're watching this, listen to the, listening to this podcast in the future when the world's back to normal. I still don't do it. Don't yeah. waste your, especially not now because you're busy again. Don't yeah. do it. No. It's, everything has like a weird sort of fluorescent light glow to it. Um, nobody speaks like a human person. Nope. There's no one you can really ever get behind at any point in the story. Like, the musical makes some very subtle adjustments to, like, we see Veronica fall in with the Heathers and, yes. like, become evil. In the movie, she's already awful. Like, yeah. right off the hop, she's forging notes to try yeah. and screw with random girls who've done nothing to her in the cafeteria. Yes. Um... So even our protagonist, you can't really get on board with. All the Heathers are awful. JD yeah. is terrifying. He's a villain through and through. Yeah. I mean, he's the villain. Yeah. But still. Um, he's not a very fun one. Because I think they try and present him as, like, damaged. Because his dad is, likes to blow things up. Yeah. And his mum died yeah. from being blown up. Um... I think that's the name of his song in the musical, Damaged. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think in the movie, it's played so that we actually kind of sympathise with him for a bit. Or at mm. least see where Veronica is coming from when she is sympathising with him. But he's mm. clearly awful. Yeah. Um, and he's given some snarky, fun lines, which I don't appreciate because he's just too awful. Yeah. Um... We've also, we have a, a trope that we've seen many a time in Cursed or Blurst revisited in this movie, and it's, you can tell this character is smart because they're reading Moby Dick. Oh my god, okay. When they try and kill someone with suicide, kill someone, when they try and kill someone, they try and frame it as suicide, and often that means they'll try and annotate the character's copy of Moby Dick. Why is Moby Dick the enemy of this Maybe we can recap, because Moby Dick was potentially the reason we decided to do this this podcast. Without Moby Dick, Cursed or Blurst would not be here. Here's a history <laughs> lesson for you. Uh, you'll know this if you listen to our Pinocchio episode, which I would recommend. It's our first episode. Um, I got confused, and I'm still not entirely sure of the distinction between what happens with the whale in Moby Dick, Pinocchio... And Jonah. Jonah and Whale. Um, I think, I think I have it in my head in all three of them <laughs> that the whale eats someone, and that someone has to tickle the whale's blowhole or tonsils to get spat out of a blowhole, and that's how they trick the whale into releasing them. Um, that sort of happens in Pinocchio. It definitely doesn't happen in Moby Dick. Well, I didn't realise Moby Dick didn't eat people. And people survived inside of Moby Dick. Yeah. Is Moby Dick the name of the whale? Even? Yes. Okay, I good. haven't read it. Um, I snuck through two literature degrees without ever being forced to read Moby Dick. Moby Dick is then name-dropped in uh, The NeverEnding Story, the, the child protagonist, whose name I forget and do not wish to remember. Mm -hmm. um, comes up again in Matilda. It comes up again, yet with the wonderful line of, it's not trash, Daddy. It's lovely. It's called Moby Dick. <laughs> um, is, is it... Do you gotta be smart to read Moby Dick? Maybe this is why I'm so stupid, because I've never read it. That's definitely why I'm so stupid. Uh, yeah. It's, it's an interesting little recurrent trope to, as like shorthand for a character being smart it's a bit like when you have a character just casually playing chess as though this means they are the height of intellectualism yeah that's true yeah it's a book version of chess it's strange that it keeps on coming up in this podcast mm -hmm. everyone knows if you haven't read moby dick and you don't play chess on the regular then you're just an idiot <laughs> those are the rules of life yeah that's how you get into grad school. Yeah. By proving that you can do it. I, I faked it. Mm-hmm. 
I just started saying, I learned five whale facts before my interview. Yeah. And I actually said that I didn't have a chessboard on me, but I knew how to play checkers. Mm. Um, and they were like, you know what? You probably do know how to play chess. You probably have read Moby Dick. Mm. But I lied. Yeah. I shouldn't be there. Imposter syndrome at its finest there. I I handed in um, an annotated copy of Moby Dick, but I was not the one who annotated it. Yes. Um, oh, no. And I showed them my, my first, my opening moves of chess, even though I rarely get past six moves before I lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I left chess club at school. I was encouraged to leave chess club at school. Because I wasn't very good and I distracted others. I was I was in chess club briefly. Um, my little brother was nationally ranked in chess Ooh. in Canada, um, and I used to try and play with him, and I was very bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in chess club, but all I really remember doing was setting up a really elaborate domino train with my friend. <laughs> Um, when he and I were supposed to be playing chess. <laughs> it went all through the school library. It was very impressive. Oh, nice. Yeah. Heathers is not very fun, and also there's not much Heathers in it. Mm. It's called Heathers, but we don't get much Heather action, and the Heather action we get is boring AF. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a fun movie at all. Considering how fun the musical was, I was expecting a lot. And mm-hmm. I got nothing. Yeah. None of the characters are really fun. Even the ones who are bad aren't bad in a fun way. And you know that we as a podcast sympathize with villains. In a, in a movie where all the characters are villains. We couldn't find a single could, person. Not one. That we enjoyed the presence of. Nope. Um. Nope. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm serious when I say I, I was just fully zoning out the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help that the aesthetics of the movie, it's really sort of pastel and blurry. And I know it's like an older film, mm-hmm. but it's not old enough to have the excuse of looking so shit. Yeah. And there's this weird synth music playing throughout. Mm-hmm. They have this sort of like tragic bullied character called Martha. Yeah. And every time she does anything, anything, even if it's just walking down the hallway, this, like, sad synth music starts playing. Mm-hmm. Like, I care. And Martha doesn't really get any lines or anything. No. We don't learn anything about her other than she's sad and bullied. In the musical, correct me if I'm wrong, I've only listened to the soundtrack, Martha has way more of a character, is um, Veronica's abandoned friend from when Veronica wasn't cool, mm-hmm. and has a song. Before she tries to commit suicide. Yes, all of those things are true. Yeah. Yeah, Martha has so much personality in the musical. Um, what they did was they conflated two characters. So in the movie there's Martha and then there's... Is it Becky? I was going to say Sally. Um, there's it's probably, Spe- probably is Becky. Veronica's abandoned friend. And in the musical they put them into one character yeah. called Martha. And have Veronica friends with Martha at the beginning. And then she falls in with the Heathers. And is goaded into betraying Martha. And it definitely doesn't make Veronica look good, but it gives us character. Yes. And tension. Mm-hmm. And, like, there feels... It, it feels like there's stakes to all of this. Yeah, I know. I just really wouldn't recommend this movie. No. No one has an emotional reaction to anything that happens at any point. Including us, the audience. Apart from when it was over, we were like, good, now we can go to bed. Yep. I think I had more of an emotional reaction to Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. It was maybe my 15th time, at least, watching Mean Girls. Yeah. The highly quoted Tina Fey musical... No. Yes, it is a musical, but it's also a movie. Tina Fey wrote the book mm-hmm. for the musical. Yeah. And her husband wrote the... No, the husband... I'm messing this up. The book is the music. No, it's not. No, the book is the, the words. Tina Fey wrote the words. Her, her husband, husband wrote, wrote the, music. the music songs. <laughs> I didn't know her husband wrote the music. Yeah. Um, he did a... An okay job. So, yeah, I've seen this movie several times before, but I hadn't seen it in a few years. 
yeah, it was a... We'll talk about this later. This had, like, a big impact, I think, on my um, secondary school slash high school years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out sort of, like, early secondary school for me. Yeah, it was 2004, um, so yeah. I would have been nine. Oh, guess it, I guess I wasn't even in secondary school by then. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year of primary school. Mm-hmm. Nice little taster of what my teenage years could be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that at all. No, mine either. Um, so I guess we can fire through the plot of this fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. We have the hero, Katie Heron, who is a previously homeschooled girl whose family were doing academic field work stuff somewhere in Africa. We don't find out where. Nope, at no point did they mention a country. She'll just say it wasn't like this in Africa or this is just like Africa and then some drums will play and there'll be like animal noises. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. Uh, No. Um, So she, uh, the family goes, uh, they move to Chicago yeah. Because her mum has got tenure, mm-hmm. um, and she goes to a high school, and I don't even know how to do the plot of this. A lot happens, what's important, let's see. She meets two friends off the bat, um, Janice, who is not like the other girls, <laughs> because she's a goth and does art, and Damien, who is a sweet, pure cinnamon roll. Yeah. And almost immediately after that is invited to have lunch with... Heather? Heather and Heather. <laughs> I, R- R- Regina... Regina George, who is the head of them. Yep. Um, Gretchen Wieners. Yep. Her hair is so big because it's full, it's full of secrets. secrets. And her dad invented the toaster strudel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Karen... I don't know if we find out her surname. They are collectively known in the school as the Plastics. Yes. Uh, and they invite Katie to sit with them um, and decide that she can continue to hang out with them for a little bit. Yes. Janice exploits this because she wants to find out more about how the Plastics operate so they can make fun of them. Janice was wronged by Regina George as a teen because Regina George called her a lesbian and then Janice took time out of school and suffered trauma yeah. off of being called a lesbian by Regina George. <laughs> by Regina George. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Uh, so everything's going okay. Katie is spying on them. Um, she falls in love with a guy called Aaron Samuels, mm-hmm. who is a supposedly attractive guy in her maths class. Yeah. Um, and she's gonna ask him out or something, or just, like, hang out with him at a Halloween party. But, oh no, Regina George makes out with him after lying to him and telling him that Katie is creepy and obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Aaron is also Regina's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Katie then gets mad and decides she's going to help destroy uh, Regina. Starts um, giving her calteen bars, which are, like, she says are are for weight loss, but are actually, like, really, really high. Pro- they're, like, meal replacement bars mm-hmm. um, for weight gain. Um, so suddenly Regina can't fit into any of her clothes anymore, and then she starts, like, sowing discord amongst the other girls. Yeah. Um. So Gretchen Wieners, um, ends up cracking and spills a bunch of gossip about Regina to Katie, mm-hmm. and this allows, uh, them to find out that, uh, she's cheating on Aaron with some other guy. Who may or may not be the gym teacher? Is that right? No, 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 no. no. He's no, just no. in the co- They're football just, team. Yeah, it's a, no. He's the guy on the swim team. Oh, okay. And it's just in the gym that they knew that. Gotcha, gotcha. So time passes. Katie has sort of uh, ends up toppling Regina through these efforts, 
um, and becomes the, the head of the plastics and has started to turn mean herself and this upsets Janice and Damien who should have seen this coming because they set her on this course but whatever and then what happens is that uh, she throws a party at her house and uh, it's like a big teen party that I don't actually believe is the sort of party that happens. Yeah, I don't think they're real. No. Drunkenly tries to make out with Aaron, who... Oh, by the way, she's been playing dumb so that she can get Aaron to tutor her in math. She's a maths genius. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it sort of worked because it's only at this point that she tells Aaron that she was lying to him and then he's like oh fuck this noise you're lying to me you're being a fako mm. and you're just like regina i'm out of here and then she has a fight with janice because she forgot to go to janice's art show and then she calls janice a lesbian basically yep and uh there's a big fallout uh- <laughs> Uh, and then Regina, who at this point finds out about the Caltine bars, gets really mad about uh, mad at Katie. So an object we haven't mentioned, uh, but anyone who's seen Mean Girls will be familiar with, is the burn book mm-hmm. that three girls have been writing burns about everyone in the school. And it's like a scrapbook, and it's got just mean shit about everyone in the school in it. Yeah. So Regina adds a page with stuff about herself into the book. Yeah, she says Regina is a fugly slut. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ugly-oh. hands the book in to the school principal, but also photocopies it and spreads pages all over the hallways of the school. It's magnificent. It is. Sharpay a- would never. <laughs> you said that. You're like, yeah. Sharpay would get killed. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, you said while we were watching High School Musical, Regina George would eat Sharpay for breakfast. Oh yeah. And then during this scene, I was like, Sharpay would never. A hundred percent. Sharpay <laughs> doesn't. She's good for musical theater, but that's it. But Regina is so smart. She's diabolical. Oh no. <laughs> Shannon, are we standing, Regina George? I think we're standing, Regina George. She's the smartest character in this show. Yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> so it's the only three, only three people who are not in this uh, phone book are um, Katie. Katie and Gretchen and Karen. So they get told off by the principal, but by then hell is broken loose in the school because everyone's found the sheets of paper everywhere and they're fighting each other. Um, and the principal's like, all right, intervention we're doing an intervention on all of the girls and they have to go into the gym and talk about uh their feelings in i feel like a slightly outdated scene led by tina fey's maths teacher character Mm -hmm. where she's like you got to stop calling yourselves whores and sluts because that makes it okay for the guys to call you whores and sluts Mm. no it doesn't yeah that's bad logic tina still not okay no one should be calling anyone that mm-hmm. unless it's themselves and they're doing it knowingly and happily. Mm-hmm. Um, which no one is in this in this, uh, in this this show. Yeah. Um, so there's a... Uh, most girls make, make up. Um, they do a trust fall exercise where they admit uh, to bad things they did. Janice admits to setting up this hot scheme against Regina George and instead of being told off for being a scheming little bitch... All of the other kids are like, go Janice, yay! Yeah. Wow, we love you. Janice gets off really easy in this movie, and I think we'll come back to her. Yeah. And at this point, Regina George is like, I've been set up, I've been tricked, I've been played, I cannot believe this, and storms out of... (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) Because she storms out of the the gymnasium onto the street and gets hit by a bus. (laughs) It's not funny, Shannon. <laughs> She's okay. She's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the kids at school think it was Katie who did it. Some of them think that she pushed her, but she didn't. It was Regina just crossed the road at the wrong time. Uh, it was a horrible accident. Um, but, yeah, Katie starts to make it up to people. She gets them 
math scores are up to date and she apologises to Tina Fey who's being investigated for being a drug pusher because Katie wrote in the burn book that she was a drug pusher. Uh, she apologises to Regina, I think, by going to her house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she has to do go to the Mathletes Championships mm-hmm. um, as punishment from Tina Fey. And uh, Mrs. Norbury, that's the character's name, but I'm just going to call her Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Um, and this character's like that, aren't they? Where, like, you just can't get over who's playing them. Yeah. yeah. And then you just call them by the actor's name. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey. Tina Fey is, is the teacher. Um, so, yeah. And then Aaron Samuels makes up with Katie and they're going out now, I guess. Katie ends up being the spring fling queen mm-hmm. and then gives the crown to everyone and everything's all okay again. Yep. And Janice does not go to prison. <laughs> Nobody goes to prison because no one did a crime. No. No one did a crime. This is a, a less violent movie. Yep. Um, despite Regina being hit by a bus, uh, no one no one gets murdered in this movie. No one gets murdered. Still, I think this movie is very much the spiritual successor of Heather's. And that's why we, we put them together. Yeah. Um, and I stand by that, even having watched both of them back to back. Like, you can see where Mean Girls is picking up on what Heather's was doing. Yeah. There's certain, like, cinematic choices they make. Like, they have a montage of other kids talking about an event or a person mm-hmm. um, cut together. It's done better. In- mean Girls is... A much funnier movie yeah. than Heather's. Um, like, it's. I feel like a lot of the jokes are a bit tired now, but only because everyone's seen Mean Girls a billion times. But, like, the book is. The, the script is quite smart. Yeah, it's, it's clever, it's funny. Um, the characters are strong because even though. Okay, I'm gonna say this and then we'll come back to it, I think, but, like, all of the characters in Mean Girls are mean. Yeah. It's not quite the same as everyone being just an absolute garbage person in Heather's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, in Heather's, they're exhausting. Like you, They just don't feel like real people. But mm-hmm. in, in Mean Girls, they're over the top, and they're awful, but in a really fun way. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So, okay, this is maybe a good time to talk about, like, what it was like when Mean Girls came out. Yeah. So I remember this being big in my school. And I think, I can't say what it was like for the target demographic, which I think is teens. I wasn't a teen when I watched it. Me and my friends must have been like 11, 12 or 13. Yeah. And I think people sort of took it to either emulate the plastics or were too into Janice and Damien. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm a big Damien stan. Mm-hmm. But Janice and Damien did wrong things. Um, and I, I mentioned to Shannon, that there's a scene in Mean Girls where the, the Mean Girl, the Plastics, are doing a sexy Christmas dance to the Jingle Bell Rock. Mm-hmm. And it's much memed, you'll have seen it. You'll have seen it parodied in Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. Great song, great song. Mm. Um, I remember some girls at my school just did that routine. They just did it on the state on the stage for the school's like I think Christmas assembly or something like that. And I hadn't seen Mean Girls at that point, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, but then when I did see Mean Girls, I was like, "What the fuck? Why? Are you, why are you doing that?" Um, so I think yeah, people, younger teens, children watching it may take it to get you to pick a side yeah like i was i was nine when it came out i probably didn't see it until i was maybe 12 or 13 i think it it very quickly got missed that like the movie isn't called the plastics it's called mean girls yeah every girl in the movie is mean yes they're all awful to each other yeah um katie and janice very much included yeah um, Janice is more cool, guys. <laughs> Janice is a fun character, don't get us wrong. Yeah. 
But she's not cool. Yeah. She's not a, a good person. She's a schemer. Uh, and just because she got called a lesbian doesn't mean she can do these things. Mm-hmm. They're doing, like, really very underhanded things. Like, giving Regina the... Like, the, for whatever reason, watching it, like, the Calteen bars thing really bothered me. Yeah. And I think it's because, like, it, it's just so shady. Because the, the, the reason she didn't know what they were is because the labels were in... Was it Swedish? Swedish? Yeah. Yeah. So giving someone food without disclosing what's in it is really dangerous. Not to be a square, but, you know. (laughs) People just, like, straight up lying about what's in food. And then it just feels like people who, like, trick vegans into eating meat. Yeah, I know that is bad. Like, don't not tell people what's in their food. It's so underhanded. Yeah, and then it's played for, like, cheap jokes. Like, there's a bit where it's like, oh, they make Regina turn fat. But no, they don't. Like, Regina, her body doesn't change at all. Mm -mm. She doesn't look bad at all. She makes a whole thing about how she can only fit into tracksuits now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem that way. Um, And then she's humiliated in the lunch hall where she, on her way to get some food, like bumps into a girl who is objectively bigger than her and then this other girl's like get out the way fat ass and everyone's like ha 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 and I was like I hate this joke yeah I hate everything to do with this joke yeah um no it's bad it's bad the whole yeah that whole bit because Janice Damien and Katie have this like chalkboard of like the things that the like pillars of Regina George yeah and like one of them is hot body and then as soon as she starts um, put like not fitting into stuff. They like cross it out as though it's yeah. gone. It's Rachel McAdams. Like <laughs> she has a hot body throughout. This. <laughs> um, as if that's even related to body weight anyway. Exactly. Like, it's, what does that yeah. even mean? Um, it felt very weird. The whole thing. I'm just double checking yeah. that it actually was Rachel McAdams. That it is. Yeah. There's characters that, like, when I watched as a teen, I didn't care for so much that I do genuinely enjoy now. Mm. And that's, I'm talking about Karen. I loved Karen. Karen is, like, the not-as-smart mean girl. Um, Yeah. She can predict the weather because she can tell, she can forecast the weather with her boobs, (laughs) a.k.a. Rain lands on her boobs and she says it's raining. Yeah. I love her. She's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, she's so good. I think Karen was my favourite this this Yeah, round. and uh, Janice was my least favourite. And she wasn't my favourite when I first watched her, but she was up there. Yeah, I used to like Janice, but I think... I said this while we were watching, I was like, I was, I've never known a Regina George, but I've known a lot of Janices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, bitter... Wanting to be wronged. Yeah. Too alternative to for their own good. Yeah. Um, or rather, alternative and they, they think that makes them superior. Yeah, like better than other people. Yeah. Um, like Katie is now inauthentic because she wears pink sometimes. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. She, she's pretty exhausting. Yeah. Honestly. Um, you want to know who I hated this time around was Aaron Samuels. Aaron's, oh, yeah. This movie's about mean girls and great pure moral boys. (laughs) Aaron comes off of this scot-free, but he's feckless and has no backbone. And so he's, he's Regina's ex, and then he's kind of into Katie, but he's not really into her until she starts pretending to be bad at math, which I hate. Yeah. Uh, and then... But at least she gets comeuppance from that. Yeah. But then, what I don't like is that he only starts showing interest in her when he can teach her math, and then when she comes clean and tells him she's good at math he also gets the moral high ground in that scene to be like yeah. you should have told me well like you were ignoring her when you thought that she was good at it yeah like she deliberately starts getting worse and starts getting more attention from him and but he never gets any sort of shade from the script on that 
Yeah, and it was also very strange to me that, like, he goes from zero to 180 in terms of, like, dating Regina George again. Yeah. Because he's into... It's implied that he's into Katie. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, also, I don't know how, as a British person, I'm meant to be pronouncing her name. Because my instinct is to say Katie. I think but it's, it's got a D in it. I think and no one I know is called Katie. I think it's Katie. Caddy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, and then is lied to with a very obvious lie by Regina. And then he's like, okay. She makes out with him. He's like, no. And then she makes out with him again. He's like, okay. Yeah, and then Regina and Aaron date for sort of the middle of the movie. And then he's into Katie. And then he's not. And then he is again. And they get together at the end. And it's almost like... She's finally authentic enough for him, and I hate that. Yeah. Like, Katie's not a good person. Mm-hmm, but right. I just, I hate that Aaron gets the moral high ground yeah, in he does. every scene yeah. he's in. Because it, like, it makes him insufferable to me. Yeah. I really, really did. Like, I, other characters were bad people, but I enjoyed them. I did not enjoy the, like, bullshit righteousness of Aaron. Yeah. Dating Regina and then ending it with her because she was cheating on him, which is legit. But then Katie being into him and him being like, oh, you're just like Regina. Like, okay, but you just dated her for this entire fucking movie. Yeah. And before that. Yeah. I'm curious to see, I'd like to see the musical to see if they've updated any of these character portrayals. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see Janice get more of a comeuppance. Yeah. I'd like to see Aaron have a bit more fight in him, or at least get more more shade, as you said. Yeah. I'd like to see Regina maybe almost, because she's so smart, mm-hmm. use that more? Yeah, like a little, a little more out of her would be great. You're right about, like, wanting Aaron to have a bit of fight in him. Like, mm-hmm. either be mad at Regina, or stop being so righteous. Sorry, yeah, I hate Aaron. Um, <laughs> but I think you're right. Like Regina is one of the most fun characters in this movie. Yeah, and the bit where she really has her moment is with the burn book, and it's like it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, as she's just like scattering pages across the floor, and I would have loved to see more of that from her. Yes, like an active battle between her and Katie. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. Mm-hmm. There's a if you go on YouTube, there's like a deleted scene where at the prom, Regina, who's in her like neck brace from being hit by a bus, and Katie have a heart to heart, and that should have been left in, and they just chat it out. I think we needed that because we didn't actually see them really interact yeah. post bus. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shannon, d- did you find Heather's? <laughs> to be cursed, blessed, or blessed. It's gotta be blessed, right? Oh, ent- <laughs> entirely. No, it was cursed. It was fully cursed. I felt like I was in hell while I was watching it. Yeah. It It was just, it was boring, which is really unfortunate. It was a cursed, but not even a fun cursed. Yeah. Um, it was excruciating. I wasted my life, and I want my time back, and my money. I didn't pay any money to watch it, but still. I agree. What about Mean Girls? Cursed, blessed, or blessed? I think I'm going to give it a blurst. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it, it, it was made in 2004, a lot of it is showing its age now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the characters are still really fun, a lot of the jokes are still funny, even though yeah. they've been kind of memed to death, that's not the joke's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's cut well, it's paced well, we had fun watching it, Yeah. I think I'll give it a blurst. What, what about you? I'm also going to give it a blast. A blast. I said that way. I'm going to give it a blast, I am. <laughs> because here's my reasoning for that is that I found it real funny. I've come back to it time and time again. That has to count for something. It's good just to watch mm-hmm. as garbage mm-hmm. TV. Um, and yeah, the characters are all compelling. And I actually remember basically all the script which I don't think I ever would if I'd watched Heather's that many times. No. Why don't let me watch Heather's that many times. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, like, a little... I think I would have been impressed by this in 2004. Yeah. I as agree. an adult. Mm-hmm. But then I wouldn't have been as woke. 
So now in the fresh light of day, 2020, I'm like, eh. Which is why I'm hoping the musical has remedied some of those things. Yeah. Yeah, there are there are bits of it that are, yeah, they're showing their age and are not as maybe nuanced as they could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's good in it is still really good. Yeah. And it's still really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's like a sugar rush. It is, yeah. And of the high school set movies we've watched for the podcast so far, mm-hmm. we've had Grease. Yeah. We've had... Um, high School Musical. High School Musical. We've had... Heathers, and we have had Mean Girls. And we've had Twilight. And we've had Twilight, and I'm just going to throw it out there, the most recent Jumanji. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a an order to these. These could be ranked, I think. <laughs> yeah. For me, it would go Jumanji. Honestly, Jumanji's great, guys. Yeah. <laughs> then Grease. Mm-hmm. And then Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Then High School Musical. Mm-hmm. Then Twilight. And then Heathers. I fully agree with that. Yeah. I would rank it exactly the same. And that's partly to do with the energy. Yeah. 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 And um, the way and how realistic the teens in it are. Because mm-hmm. I think if you take Mean Girls and Grease and Jumanji, these are pretty believable idiot teens. Yeah. I agree. Um, and all three of those movies have very high energy. Yeah. Uh, they're really fun to watch. There's been real effort put into also having heart too like heathers is so cynical and joyless yeah nothing is fun in heathers no one's enjoying themselves no um there's no delightful moment like regina george scattering pages of a book across oh which is the so hallway. glorious nothing like that happens in heathers there's no equivalent yeah like nothing you can't even get that like sort of guilty pleasure joy out of watching some just, someone evil do something well, you know. You just switch from one horror to the next. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we've done a murder now. Wonderful. Time to do another murder. Yep. Also, before we wrap up, I find these films, by which I mean Mean Girls and Heathers, to have a really interesting attitude to... Uh, homosexuality we didn't mention but in Heather's there's like a subplot with these two football players where with their forged suicide notes they're framed to be gay lovers Mm -hmm. and this is meant to be funny because the two of them are very homophobic and Mm -hmm. make gay jokes all the time Mm -hmm. what angle was the movie taking with that I'm perplexed by the angle Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same way almost every take in the movie was, where it's very unclear what they're trying to say with that. Yeah. It was really, I mean, like, I I think even at its most generous, you can't really interpret that as anything other than this is meant to be insulting. Yeah. Like, it's meant to make them look bad. Yeah. Um... So, it's really hard to interpret it in any sort of positive way from the way of the the writing. Yeah. Um, and, like, Mean Girls is, is better, but still not great. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, Janice. Janice won't even say for two-thirds of the movie what Regina called her. Yeah. Um, and Regina called her a lesbian, but, like, for the most of the movie, anytime Damien mentions it, Janice cuts him off and won't let him say it. Yeah. It, it just makes it seem so shameful. Which is interesting, because Damien is super openly gay. Yeah. It's too gay to function, that's a line from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, well, that's an interesting one there, because I feel like Damien was... Maybe the first openly gay teen character in any 
media I was consuming at the time. Yeah, I can't think of anyone I would have seen before that. Yeah. Which is good in some ways, but I feel like the Janice subplot kind of scuppers that a little bit. It does, because it makes it seem... Well, like one, with Damien, him being a gay man, he gets lumped in with women in the movie That's true. He's always in the girls' toilets talking to Janice. He hangs out for the girls' intervention. Yeah. It's kind of strange. It's very strange that that's conflated. Yeah. Um, and then... the Yeah, the Janice plot makes it seem like it's the most awful thing you can be called as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... Like, there's much worse things you in that burn book. You could be called a fugly slut. <laughs> okay, at my school, we didn't have a burn book. But me and my group of friends had a book, <laughs> which uh, was called The Debate Book, mm-hmm. where we'd sort of, like, each take a page and respond to each other's takes on things, mm-hmm. which was on a previous page. We'd just debate. And then it ended up just becoming, like, stupid doodles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we... we I That was a prized possession of mine, The Debate Book. I don't know where it is. I think it's more wholesome than a burn book because no one was being mocked. Yeah. Um, at one point, I started a competition. Who in the school, who in our class could draw the best goose? I called it the goose petition. <laughs> and uh, it started off in this book, but then we ran out of space. Um, so I took it to email because we'd just, we'd just been given email accounts at the school. It was a very new thing. Um, so we take a picture, scan it, or send send it to, I don't know, uh, I don't know how we were doing it. I think we were just scanning these pictures of geese. Um, and people would send it on this mega chat, and they'd send it to me. So then this huge, this was like early days of school email. We were blocking the service, basically. I'm not even kidding. Like, everyone was sending, and, and also me and my friends had a really light, other, like, long, giant, like, email mm-hmm. chain going mm-hmm. on um and separate to the goose and then my it teacher mrs brown found the email and someone said she traced it back to me because it's not hard to do because i was the one collecting the geese and judging the, the competition um and she put the email chain on like the large projector mm-hmm. in the room and got me to stand up and humiliated me and told me that I was clogging the server and that I was to do no more prank emails. It wasn't even a prank email, it was an active competition. My friend Vicky won. She did a photoshopped thing with loads of Canadian geese um, holding a banner that said Elise rules. <laughs> Pandering to the judges. Yeah, well, it, again. it worked. And I, I would have made a more considered choice, but I was under pressure because my, I was, I had to cut the goose position off prematurely because I was going to launch it to the whole of the rest of the school. Mm-hmm. But no, I was clogging the servers. <laughs> wouldn't have happened now. No, it wouldn't. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Those were our thoughts. I miss high school. No, I don't. I really don't. God, I hated high school. <laughs> uh, high school was not a good time for me. Oh, High school was fine. I don't think I learned anything in it. No. I really, I really didn't retain anything from high school. I'm doing a PhD right now in spite of my high school experience, mm. I think. Yeah, I think I got to my master's in spite of high school as well. <laughs> I really, I came out of high school with a hatred for literature and then did two degrees in it. <laughs> Thanks, Dalhousie University. You brought it back around for me. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to do something slightly cheeky and do like an anti-shout-out. This is an anti-shout-out to Witchwood Village College. <laughs> sucks, it sucks. This is an anti-shout-out to, um, Ursuline College, Chatham. <laughs> Boo! Boo! 
was not one murder at my school. No, no. Which is good. Which is yeah. really good. No murder. Actually, yeah, that's no. I'm not advocating for murder. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's different than in the movies. Yep. Um. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. We are gonna keep on rolling with this with this old podcast train. So keep on tuning in. Mm-hmm. You can find us on the online mm-hmm. by searching "Cursed or Blurst" into Google. We're on most podcasting platforms, but not SoundCloud. So don't go looking in there. Don't even don't even click on SoundCloud. Don't mm-hmm. give them the time of day. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter theoretically. We should really stop saying we're on Twitter because I. I have not touched our account yeah. for months. <laughs> it's no. because I'm already, like, technically operating two different accounts. Mm-hmm. And also because I do not like being on Twitter. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> we have a Twitter account, but we don't we don't enjoy it. I'm on it professionally. I need to do some science posts and all this, but mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. Instagram's a more wholesome time. Anyway, everyone, uh... Yeah. Be well. Be well. Stay away from everyone, but stay close to us. You can listen to us in your ears and we're not going to infect you. Yep. We promise. It's a cursed or blurst guarantee. Who knows what we're breathing right now, but it's not going to be being breathed into your ears via your headphones, because that's not how science works. That's true. And we would know because we paid attention to science in school. Bye, everyone. Bye.